jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! So, we're here to talk about Suspiria. Oh, my favorite film. <laughs> that I, 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 have, I have just seen for the first time, for the third time. And, oh, you got to see it again. Yeah, and let me tell you something. Suspiria, well, okay, my friend Pepper texted me, because Pepper's like off on the other side of the country, closer to you. And was like, girl, have you seen A Star is Born? And I was like, you mean Suspiria? (laughs) Because (laughs) it is the same movie. (laughs) It's the story of a down-on-her-luck country girl who goes off and becomes a (laughs) world-renowned celebutant artist. (laughs) That's true. I could see that. Yeah, so Asai is Born, now in theaters. (laughs) I haven't seen A Star is Born, and I've still only seen Suspiria the once, because it's not here. I don't think it's coming here. I think I need to just, like, accept it and move on. I am going to say this is a hate crime. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, you could go in and file a report. Yeah, it's homophobia, first of all. It truly is. It's religious discrimination. Maybe it's, that's something the government will listen to. <laughs> it's It's classist. You know, like, oh, I'm sorry if our, you know, median income isn't big enough for you to come here. It's also tildest. It's it's very tildest. Like, wow, you guys are really guilty of some structural tildism right now. (laughs) And I mean, you know, like I said, I'm the president of Dakota Stand. Like, it should be playing in my house. They should have converted my house into a theater. Yeah, Just for this movie. This is like your key, like, cultural export is Suspiria. <laughs> exactly. And so and really, this is like kind of like a whole tariff trade war situation. Yeah. I'm feeling economic anxiety because it's like, oh, I can export it, but I can't actually watch it. it which is, it, it's so curious how that works. But yeah, it's it's truly a um, a blight on the face of Dakota Stan and her sovereignty <laughs> Well, I know what I know what um, petition I'm writing on. What is that petition website? Change.org. Change.org. That's right. You'll see it. We're going to make a petition. Get stop the tildes in Portland, Maine. (laughs) It's like they keep teasing me because it'll say it's coming soon and then it'll disappear and then it'll say it's coming soon and then it disappears. You know what? I feel like they voted for Marcos. I'm just going to say it. Oh, absolutely. Marcos is absolutely behind this. Yeah, she's just like hanging out in her bunker and she's, no, not, not Portland. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's got her shades on. She's sipping yeah. a drink. She's doing it. Ugh. Her baby arms flapping. In the wind. In the wind. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want to have to wait for home video. 
No, this movie is made to be seen in a theater. And that said, dear listeners, if you have seen this film and you haven't seen it yet, go to the theater if you can and see it in the theater because you want to be surrounded in 4D with that surround sound. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I actually did think like, well, if I do have to wait for a home theater, because I've got friends up here who really want to see it, you know, obviously. And I thought, you know what? I need a bigger TV. And a bigger boat. And a bigger boat. Yeah. I do like, instead of a couch, I have a boat in my living room. It's, <laughs> it's a strange choice, but it works for me. It was it was one of my more favorite episodes of House Hunters. <laughs> Where they're like, and over here, you see the open concept. You have this wonderful subway tile backsplash. And then to the left, the main sitting feature is a boat. <laughs> it works, you know, it's not comfortable at all. I'll tell you that. No, no, but it is an original feature. It has good bones. It adds to the character of the house. Um, you like House Hunters, huh? I've never seen it. I hate it so much, and I literally will sit there and watch it for hours because it makes me so enraged. Yeah, that's how I felt about Sister Wives. Oh, Sister Wives. Which I haven't seen in several years, but... Well, well, they both, you know, they're both about multiplicity and options (laughs) and... um, (laughs) Making huge mistakes with your life. Yeah, huge mistakes and questionable um, money exchanges and so forth. Yeah, getting in way over your head. Yeah. Although there is a new, there is a new, like, Sister Wives on Netflix. It's called, like, Three Three Wives, One Husband. Oh, I saw that. That's, like, the cool Sister Wives, Did you see? They're, like, it looks like, it's, like, a Sister Wives, Indiana Jones crossover. Because they're, (laughs) they, like, live inside a mountain or something. And they're, like blowing up the mountain like the, the the they have a facade of a house but then the whole house is built into like a cave of a mountain or something what yeah it's on the it's on the trailer on the netflix show i watched I, like five seconds of the trailer i was like what's this and then i saw it was sister wives and i was like no oh you didn't see the the descent spelunking crossover that no by that point i was already uh knee deep in the next episode of the great british baking show Oh, a national treasure. Well, an international treasure. For all nations. For all nations. Honestly, that's the reality TV we need right now is just people being like, well, you didn't cook it right, but the the crust is very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Just people being nice to each other. It's so refreshing. They all cry when someone gets sent home. There's some homos. Oh, there's always, there's always so many homos. People, there are people of color. It's just such a treasure. Yeah, what a what a different world it is in England where, well, Brexit. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But at least they have one good television program. Yeah, we don't have any, so. No. We? no well, we've got Schitt's Creek. No, Schitt's Creek is Canada. I love shit. Oh, that's Canadian. I yeah, that which Dan Levy, a.k.a. David Rose on Schitt's Creek, um, is also the host of the Canadian Bake Off. Oh, I was actually going to ask you if you watched Shit's Creek, like before we started recording, but now oh, we're talking about it. Are you? This kidding? is what the horror fans come for. This is their like Shit's Creek. Tell us about Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> yeah, tell us so about her good. golf bangles. It's oh, so Moira Rose is my lifelong icon. Like. Yeah. 
my whole life is a journey to becoming Moira Rose. Yeah. It's one of those shows that's so good that you actually consider moving to a place like that. Oh, forgetting that it's pure fantasy. Yeah. And a total like podunk trash town. Yeah. And I'm like, I would love to live in a podunk trash town. I do like, I'm like, is this, is this like, where is this set? Like Alabama, Canada? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand the geography, but, oh, but it's so good. It really is. One might say it's something I'm thankful for. Well, now that's a good segue into today's episode. <laughs> Is it a good segue? I felt like it was a little forced. <laughs> it was completely forced. <laughs> but I'm rooting for you. So. Thank you. I'm thank you for your honesty. Oh, yeah. thank you, Stacey. I feel so seen and supported. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah, this is a big Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, because... I say big, like... It's a spectacular. I don't know about it's that. The, it's the super stuffed Thanksgiving spectacular. Whoa. And it's like, a, like sponsored by um, Shake and Bake. <laughs> <laughs> Shake and Bake presents Gay Lords of Darkness. <laughs> I wish. Cut to Although the commercial. I, honestly, I've never used Shake and Bake, so. I haven't either, but I've often fantasized about it. It's so retro. It is. Like, put these crumbs in a bag, throw your meats... <laughs> In a bag. In a bag, and then shake the bag. <laughs> right. Like, such technology. I know, like, give me that and a rice-a-roni, a San Francisco treat, ding-ding, any day. <laughs> In my Formica kitchen. <laughs> With your avocado or mustard-colored, like, appliances. Only avocado or mustard-colored. And <sighs> lead paint and copper wiring everywhere. Yeah. Asbestos all over the place. I oh, mean... God. You say asbestos, I say absolute st- stas- sh- shit. <laughs> I'm gonna need to edit on that. You're gonna, one. Yeah, you're gonna have to work on that. Actually, <laughs> that's okay. See, I can't form sentences thanks to the brain damage from the yeah. from the absolestus in my house. Yeah. <laughs> do you have mesothelioma? <laughs> Maybe I. You do. could be entitled to a settlement. <laughs> thinking about that so much last week that's so weird that you say that because <laughs> you know like when jingles just play through your head randomly or commercial yeah 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 oh i always my mind is always running it's my mesothelioma and i need it now like i get those two commercials confused <laughs> mine is just sally struthers or no not uh, sally jesse raphael when she's like tv vcr repair <laughs> no that is sally struthers that's sally is struthers, that sally struthers? <laughs> yeah air conditioner repair <laughs> paralegal (laughs) (laughs) oh man those are the days sally struthers another another person i'm thankful for absolutely i'm i'm thankful for careers by mail yes yeah because how would we have made it as podcasters were it not for our founding um four people (laughs) who established (laughs) who established other fake careers (laughs) through the postal system it's true. I mean, you can't just mail away for a career anymore, can you? Uh, no, not that now that Trump U is over, you can't. <laughs> University of Phoenix is still kicking, though, right? That's true. That's true. So there you go. Or yeah. DeVry. I think you have to actually go to DeVry. Man, what an intro to this episode. People are going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> Gay Lords are canceled by Shake and Bake. <laughs> Gaylords are over! 
Wow. We got all the hot tips for the horror fans out there. Hot tips and hot takes. You heard it from us first. Let that yeah. sink in. <laughs> so, Thanksgiving. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about... A- Colonialism and the settler colonialist constructs that created the imaginary mythos of this stolen country, maybe? Perhaps? And pumpkin pie. And pumpkin pie, y'all! <laughs> <laughs> See, this is what a Trump U education gets you. <laughs> the real smarts. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we could talk about all that stuff. Yeah. On a very special episode of Gaylords of Darkness. Uh-huh. Here the the day before Turkey Day. Yeah. Or we could just talk about Blood Rage. Oh my god, let's talk about Blood Rage instead. Who cares about settler colonialism? Who cares about smallpox? <laughs> <laughs> Just look at these shiny beads. They spill out blood rage. <laughs> so, Stacy, we are talking about blood rage because this is a one of the very few Thanksgiving slashers. Yes, I'm um, surprised that there aren't more, even yeah. from back in the '80s. Because, like, when you think about the stereotypical slashers and the tropes that they followed it's like they were holiday centric and i mean thanksgiving is a holiday and it's also an excuse to have a shit ton of people in one place at one time for someone to kill for a bloodbath and you're right there's so many holidays i mean there's new year's day april (laughs) fool's day halloween black christmas new um, year's evil new year's evil um uh christmas 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 um (laughs) and and the sequel christmas 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 part two still christmasin (laughs) mother's day starring julia roberts like there are so many horror classics revolving around holidays and yet so few about which i think so few about thanksgiving which i think is why um i was never like an eli roth fan ever i i actually loathe eli roth but sure you do his thanksgiving trailer faux trailer in grindhouse oh, it's so good it's so good and like so believable because it's like this movie should by all accounts exist it really should it's a holiday where people gather that's like one of the biggest problems in slasher movies is like, how are we going to get these people? So that's why it's like, oh, a summer camp, an isolated place where a bunch of people get together. Are there any holidays where people don't gather? <laughs> like uh... like the, the, the recluse society's shut-in day or something? <laughs> <laughs> Good job, recluses! <laughs> I mean, that's Valentine's Day for some people. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Valentine. I mean, there's been at least two Valentine slashers. Valentine and my bloody Valentine. My bloody Valentine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Perfect. I mean, I don't. Is there like a holiday for Lonely Hearts? Um, Boxing Day. Lonely Heart Orphans Arbor Day. Maybe they could just go nail out in the woods with a tree. With the trees? It's just it's just me and the trees today. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You're the only one that understands me. I'm so glad I decided to shun society and become a <laughs> transcendentalist. Right. It's like Nell, but the horror version. Yeah, she's, she's or reading. Or more horror. Good lord. Reading Walden and... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Coincidentally, the, the text of Walden is also Tay and DeWin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to get people together because if it's just a bunch of solitary people, it doesn't make for a very exciting slasher movie. It doesn't because it's just one person maybe maybe stabbing themselves and that's it. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know. Which is any emo kid. Let's be real. Me included. <laughs> so, Blood Rage. A.K.A. Nell the prequel. <laughs> uh boy i had i saw it for the first time last night so i don't know how it's i don't know how i didn't cross paths with this movie that okay when i saw blood rage for the first time um i i got sucked into it and i i sought it out because i discovered mary hartman like a year ago Mm. um and mary hartman mary hartman is the the formative um uh, absurdist theater of the absurd um soap opera of all time yeah and and louise lasser who plays mary hartman the title character is just gives it is such a bizarre actress and that she's a completely committed actress she just she likes to inhabit characters who are a couple a couple <laughs> a couple, couple degrees t- off degrees removed from reality <laughs> yeah that was the thing in blood rage is like i can't tell where she's coming from like is this <laughs> She's playing it completely straight faced, but, but like, almost, does she know how weird it is, or does she, she not? Can't she's tell? almost in a different movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and that's how I that's how I fell into Blood Rage. And then as I watched Blood Rage uh, and experienced it for the first time, I was like, "How have I never seen this?" Was the thing I kept thinking over and over because it, it feels very much in my milieu (laughs) yeah and just like as long as final girl has been around my my website and like the fact that it was just a slasher blog at the beginning for so long it was really just slashers and i'm i thought i had seen pretty much everything from that era yeah you know and then here's blood rage and let's be real this is actually like i i this is from my favorite era of slashers specifically 1983 slashers um because it's like, you know, that same time as Sleepaway Camp, as Curtains, um, like the the formative work has been done by Halloween and the very earliest, you know, Friday the 13th sequels. And 1983 was really like, I feel like the movies just seem so much campier and so much more colorful and the gore effects are wild. I'm not like, I was talking to Jason about this yesterday. I'm like, I'm not a fan, a big gore fan for being a horror person. Yeah. Um, like I don't seek that out in a movie, but in a like in a 1983 movie, I love how inventive they have to get with gore effects. So I love it in like old 80s schlocky movies. Yes. Um, and this movie is really a testament to that. I think <laughs> it really. I couldn't believe some of the gore in this. It's oh, like it's for, well, okay, for, so first of all, it is the story. It starts out in 1974 at a drive-in. At a drive-in, we have Louise Lasser making out with some fella and her twin sons, who are like I don't know, under ten, maybe they're like eight. Yeah, little nine, little Aryan creeps. <laughs> little Aryan creeps are supposed to be asleep in the back of the station wagon. Uh, but they wake up, and Terry, 
they they wander off. Mom's still making out with the fella. They wander off, find a hatchet, as like, you do. Like you do. <laughs> uh, and then Terry ends up killing someone. And before everyone comes around to see what's going on, he smears blood on his twin brother, Todd, gives him the hatchet and blames him. So Todd is put away in an asylum for 10 years. Because everyone is like... This is proof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even though, you know, Terry's got blood all over him as well, but whatever. So Todd is, you know, taken away to the insane asylum. Ten years later, he escapes. By all means, it's the plot to Halloween, but just slightly adjusted. <laughs> yeah. But like, Terry's really the crazy one, even though he's been out this whole time. Living and with so, mom. Living with mom. Being a college fella. And living with mom. So it's Thanksgiving. Uh, Todd's on the loose. And Terry decides he's going to start killing again. Because now he has a scapegoat, I guess. And this is all... Todd and Terry are all portrayed by one actor and not real twins. Yeah. Which was actually... I thought that was really well done. Like, I wasn't sure if it wasn't actually twins. Yeah, they did a great job with it. um, Especially for the time. Uh, And... (laughs) Also, my thing with Todd and Terry is like... (laughs) I'm weirdly attracted to them, even though they're so skeezy and gross. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's those 80s fashions just do it for me. The, the 1983 attire. Yeah. Love some short shorts. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fairly straightforward str- slasher plot, but it just takes place in this reality that is just not quite right. The characters are all a little, are weird. Mom is fucking weird. Extravagant, I believe, is the word you're looking for. (laughs) Yeah. It's like high melodrama. It is. From, Louise Lasser is in a high melodrama, for sure. Absolutely is. And that's why, this is why I love that this film is from 83, because my, my, my all, one of my all-time favorite slashers, Sleepaway Camp, is also a prime example of melodrama done so over the top and so well. Um, yeah. And, and this is like very shared DNA in terms of the, the way the characters relate to each other. There's like, there's that communication disconnect. Everything is just a little too exaggerated. Um, yes. And it is, Oh, it is just like, for me that it, it kind of actually parallels the the sense of thanksgiving like that awkward awkwardness of having to go back and spend time with your family and everyone being back together and it's weird and there's that that's just yeah yeah no one quite knows what to say everyone gets murdered like everybody gets murdered everybody's wearing (laughs) short shorts everyone's wearing short shorts but i mean louise lasser her character spends probably a quarter of the film cleaning her apartment (laughs) and this is after shit's gone down like like vacuuming because everybody thinks that todd is homicidal and so you get the call that todd is on the loose and he's probably coming home and so she's like i'm gonna clean the house while vacuuming and drinking wine yeah (laughs) so she spends a lot of time like scrubbing the oven vacuuming drinking wine and then she probably spends another half of the film on the phone trying to call her boyfriend who's been murdered but she doesn't know that obviously but she's trying to call him even though he's only like two doors down yeah because they all this all takes place in an apartment complex also yes which i like you don't see that very often but she just is on the phone like operator please 
please, operator, please, operator, please, please, operator, please. <laughs> What's happening? Can you sample this into like your DJ mix? <laughs> operator, please, please, operator, please. DJ witch. it's so weird and then i mean yeah people get murdered terry finally lets his freak flag fly i guess by which i mean he just starts killing people a lot of really gory ways like uh, profoundly gory ways um the effects are just out of control in this movie and it's clear that like beyond creating a, a completely insane script and and the the strangest depiction of human interaction and behavior <laughs> all the <laughs> all the other efforts went into the gore yeah people are cut in half people are chopped in the face heads chopped off and suspended heads chopped from off. places limbs lots of disembodied limbs of all kinds yeah 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 hands flying legs flying everything yeah just terry goes to town with that machete that's the thing. It's not these inventive kills that you started to get. It's not Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, where it's like, I'm going to get you with an umbrella. It's like, yeah. just a boy and his machete. Yeah, there's nobody getting impaled on antlers. There's, right. <laughs> yeah, just a boy and his machete. Just a boy and his machete. But while, it's so bizarre. Uh. Wh- and while that's happening, then we just get random cuts to Louise Lasser my favorite <laughs> my favorite scene sitting on the floor in the kitchen eating thanksgiving leftovers what the fuck was that that was the moment i ascended into heaven <laughs> like what okay it's all this you know terry's running around killing people people are dying and then yeah it cuts back to the apartment louise lasser is sitting on the floor like legs spread facing an open refrigerator <laughs> eating thanksgiving leftovers with her hands like shoving handfuls of green beans in her mouth wordlessly and meanwhile like she's wearing that dress and she's kind with her hair up and those little like bows and stuff she's kind she's of a little baby jane she's a I was, little yeah she's got she, those banana curls yeah there's like shades of john bonnet in her styling and yeah. <laughs> it is it is truly homosexually breathtaking <laughs> it really is i don't that's the thing it's one of those things where you're like i want to know what everybody was thinking here but i also absolutely don't want to know the magic behind the curtain like i yeah. don't want to know yeah, yeah just yeah. let me enjoy this yeah it's this so oddity. weird it's so weird it is it is i think and this is why i love this movie is it is is the definition of a slasher curio like from the 80s like it's yes. Yes. It's such a product of its time and such a who is in creative control? What where what fem troll or 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 psychotic gay <laughs> decided to throw in all of these themes and and vibes? <laughs> Bless them. Yeah. Bless whoever it was. I like to think that I want to think that hopefully like there's kind of a lady Loomis in this one for a bit. She was one of the producers, I noticed. She was the producer of the film. Um, yeah. She plays, uh, her name was um, uh, Marianne Cantor. Yes. And she was Dr. Berman, not Dr. Loomis, but Dr. Berman, who is searching for, for Terry um, after, Todd. or Todd, searching for Todd after he escapes. 
um, even though she doesn't know that Todd's the good one. And yeah, she was a, apparently like, like the actor just didn't show up. So she just played the role, the producer. Like, Oh my God. And it's funny because she's the sole producer credited on the film. There's executive producers and associate producers. But from all we can tell, this movie was just produced by this one woman who also played the psychiatrist. It's fucking wild. It's I love just, it. it's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's a hoot, a delight. How fun. Like, it's fun. fun. I Here I thought I'd, here in my jaded, cynical nature, I thought I'd seen all there was to see. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So what a lovely treat. What a nice Thanksgiving treat for this to come along. I'm so happy you like this movie. I, I really, loved it. I loved I, it. I, I was talking to, actually, we were in in the concessions line for a screening of Practical Magic the other night. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I think Stacy's going to love this. Do you think, Jason? And he was, well, we're, he was like, well, we're not sure. But I mean, it has all the signs. <laughs> <laughs> signs point to yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. For me, it's just like that Louise Lasser performance is like reason alone oh, yeah. to watch this film. If it was um, anyone else in that role, it, it would get taken down several pegs, I think. But yeah. She just hits the right note of what the fuckery. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what world is she? Like, what is going on in her head? I will say there is also, um, I think it's Arrow Video did a great Blu-ray release. Yes. And it is like, it is a gorgeous transfer. They also com- combine um, three different versions of the film. And because this movie had so many different cuts, uh, which I think is part of why it didn't really it hasn't really been seen a lot or why it's more unknown i guess um Mm. because it was it was originally shelved and then not released until 1987 as nightmare in shadow woods and they cut out like all the gore so i think if you go to this movie and there's no gore and just louise lasser being a nutcase like (laughs) yeah by 1987 i mean slashers were so over that i can't see it doing well yeah and like like at best this movie would appeal to like some really jaded gays in the village and that's it like yeah yeah so so then it 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 got released again um as slasher which i think was the original title that the director put on it even though um the producer originally titled it complex and then Ooh. hey that's got two meanings is it complex complex oh stacy you're right yeah <laughs> uh-huh. kneeling it's got knees in the word <laughs> this movie's brilliant <laughs> and then, just look at the title <laughs> And then, um, and then, yeah, it finally got the final release was this Blood Rage, where they just like restored the movie, apparently. Okay. Um, but in that Blu-ray, uh, you there's a great special feature with Louise Lasser where she talks about the role and how she maybe camped it up too much, and and just she actually talks a lot of her about her approach to acting, and it's kind of amazing to to watch and listen to. Interesting. Yeah. She didn't camp it up too much for me. What an ending. I don't want to, I mean, I feel like maybe not everyone's seen this movie, so I don't know that we should give away the ending, but what an ending. Oh, the ending is wild, and usually I would not, I would not be okay with it, but the sheer drama of it all? The sheer drama of it all. It's like, it could only end like that. And that's when, you know, you know, curtain lights up, and that's when I'm just standing in my seat. Standing, yeah. Just applauding. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah. So we're not going to give it away because it is like readily available film now. You should check it out. Yeah. If you yeah, have, ch- if you're like me and you think you've seen it all, you haven't seen Blood Rage. Check it out. It is the perfect Thanksgiving treat. It's got it's got everything. It's got Lee, Louise Lasser. It's got sexy, scuzzy twins. It's got '80s workout attire. It's got it's got green beans. Green beans. Um, <laughs> Ted Raimi. Ted Raimi <laughs> as a condom salesman. Yeah, like you do. It's, like you do. <laughs> it's oh great. Yeah, it I really. I love wow. it. I'm it's... so happy you got to see this. Me too. Well, you know what? I have that Blu-ray. I bought. I did a blind buy because I was like, "Oh, an early '80s slasher I've never seen," and I picked it up a couple months ago, and I just never got around to it. Oh, so um, glad you did. This podcast is really a miracle worker. It truly is. It it actually is forcing us to sit down and watch the media that's been rotting on our shelves for <laughs> <laughs> for years true. on end. It's well, there's only so much time in a day. I know, and I need to spend that time on my couch doing nothing. Exactly. (laughs) Come on, let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah. (laughs) Blood rage, baby. Oh. Wow. My perfect, my perfect favorite. This really is, I think this is one of my favorite slasher movies just because it's so it's so fresh and new to me. Um, since I I've only known about this movie for like a year, maybe. I put um, it up there. It's got some charm that I, I love. I love charm. Thank you. That, and that is what is missing from so many movies. And that's what 1983 had in spades was charm. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that actually during the opening segment in the drive-in theater where it's just teenagers like making out. Basically, there's nothing else really to it. And I just thought, why do I find this so charming? And yet a new movie is so... I don't know. Is it just nostalgia and age or were they actually made differently? I, you know, it's hard to put your finger on. I think they just, I think they tried harder. I think they had less to work with and more creativity to approach that. And I think 90s cynicism and nihilism hadn't really entered the, you know, like post-stream especially. Well, and like it wasn't cool to be sincere anymore. No, no, you had to be like witty and like winking back at the audience and and yeah. And it's like, no, sometimes it's nice to just let a thing exist. And that's I think that's something else that happened with the 90s and and more recent horror films too is although we're we're kind of moving away from this and doing more slow burns now, which is nice, but um there's so much like in, especially in the 90s there's so much um wild editing and then moving into the 2000s where it's like that frantic jump editing and everything shaky cam and yeah. And it's like sometimes what I like about these movies and like Blood Rage is you get it lets you sit with it. Like, right. Yeah. Whether you're literally sitting with Louise Lasser as she's eating in front of the refrigerator. Yeah. (laughs) God, that scene. Holy moly. That like literally it was her vacuuming with the wine and then cutting to her eating the food out of the fridge on the floor. And I just looked at Vacuuming those green beans. Yeah. And I was just like. This was made for me. (laughs) I I have never felt so seen. Yeah. And it's like the minor characters of that time period weren't deep. You know what I mean? It's not like they were well-rounded, blah, 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 blah. But they kind of tried. It's like what so many, what the horror genre filmmakers kind of took away from fan reactions was everybody loves a crazy kill. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, yeah, you might like a crazy kill, but like the people receiving that crazy kill kind of matter. Yeah, and even like- if even if they're not well-rounded deep characters, like you can give them something. Yeah, give someone each has a thing. Give them a sincere moment or 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 a motivation. Yeah, give them some charm. Jeez, it's like it's helpful. Like the Friday the Thirteenth reboot that came out a couple of years ago. Like, yay. Mm-hmm. Just every, you know, it's like ah, oh, people just love sex and violence, so we'll make everybody just insanely horny. They all hate each other. <laughs> And, you know, they just have no attractive qualities, like, at all. Except for maybe, like, the way they look, because everybody has to be good-looking in a horror movie now. Uh, well, this is law. Yeah, it's and the law. And al- law for my social life as well. You must all be well, good-looking. Well, duh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and for listeners, I hope you're all good-looking. Or else your face will melt. Um, yeah. <laughs> this is our Halloween 3 moment where everyone's <laughs> bugs are crawling out of our listeners' faces. Um... <laughs> I can't wait for that episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and um, oh, I got so excited that I forgot exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> oh no! Well. Yeah, I got so excited thinking about how much I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good oh, one. that's like yeah, the thing about people hating, like, why does everyone have to act like an asshole in horror movies to each other, especially groups of friends? Yeah. Um, it doesn't make any sense. And like, that's another, like, not, you know, I already recommended this movie, but that's why I really liked Hellfest this Halloween was like, oh, they actually are nice to each other and feel like friends. Right. And it's like, that shouldn't be refreshing, but it is. <laughs> yeah. No, it completely takes me out of it. If it's like a bunch of friends go to a cabin in the woods for the weekend and then they get there and they just all hate each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why would they spend any time together? That's why something like The Descent works really well. Because this is a group of people who care about each other. Yeah. It doesn't have to be deep. They don't have to be these amazing, well-drawn characters. It doesn't take a lot to make the audience like care about them and not hate them. So wait, are you arguing that like filmmakers should invest in their characters somewhere uh, just to... invest in the gore it's fine okay, as long okay. as the women got great tits yeah! and there's lots of blood that's all i care about hoodies blood tits <laughs> oh mother of tail <laughs> she's sexy and she's evil and she's cool <laughs> oh gosh oh golly i'm still haunted by that movie by the way yeah <laughs> Yeah, same. I, I just have random flashbacks. <laughs> to, yes. To little demon faces and camera shutters. Or... Um, to little monkeys running around. Oh, when he climbed down that rope. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so cute. Good monkey acting. That's wow. the one thing that's missing from Blood Rage. There's no, like, cute monkeys running around. This is true. There's that's a baby. Thing, filmmakers. There is a baby. Yeah. There is a baby. <laughs> I'd rather have a monkey, but whatever. You do yeah. you. Yeah, same. You, you do you. Yeah. <laughs> ah, so I guess you could say I'm thankful for Blood Rage. Oh, that's wonderful. I am thankful for Blood Rage as well. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're, the, see listeners, we're going to talk about stuff in the genre that we're thankful for. Oh, yeah. That was like going to be part of our gimmick for this episode. Yeah. Do, do you get it? Do you get it? We're thankful. 
Are you are you wowed by our earnest? <laughs> Are you like, totally floored by the, how we came up with that? I feel like most of our podcasts should just be us telling our audience how to feel. <laughs> are you so impressed by us, listeners? What are podcasts for? <laughs> if not for that. Who well, knows? What else are you thankful for this Thanksgiving <clears throat> season, Stacey? Besides Blood Rage, which I'm wonderfully screening on Black Friday in like two days because I can't wait. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I can't well, wait to see this in the theater. That's going to be so much fun. What a great movie to see in a theater. I know. I had the option of screening the 35mm cut, um, but it was Nightmare at Shadow Woods where they cut all the gore. And I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm going to go digital because I just love Blood Rage as it is. Yeah, it needs it needs the gore, I yeah. think. Yeah, this is one where I'm like, I'm, I will be a gore hound for this movie because it earned it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I know I said that one of the things I liked about Blood Rage was that he was just a boy with a machete. But I am thankful for some of the crazier weapons and kills in early slashers. Yeah, the the banana stuff. The banana stuff, like uh, Graduation Day. Have you seen Graduation Day? No, it is one of the few I have not seen from that era. Uh, somebody... <laughs> oh, boy. Someone kills someone by attaching a sword to a football and then throwing <laughs> them the football, and they catch it, and they're like, Oh, I got stabbed! <laughs> what, what nerd is, like, down in their basement working on their whiteboard, figuring out the, vo- <laughs> yeah. the velocity and all that that is necessary to build to make a sword fly with the football? Just, like, just stab them. That's just hilarious. Stab, yeah. So I'm real. that one really sticks out. Graduation days, I don't know if it's any good, but it does have a, a scene that takes place in a roller rink, and they clearly didn't have enough money for something or other and so not everybody has roller skates and so so some people are just running around running and like like shimmying yeah that's awesome it's it's fun it's a fun one see that's another one that i have sitting on a shelf rotting in my media collection so i'm gonna have to watch graduation day i'm adding it to the list yeah well i feel like linnea quigley's in it i haven't seen it in forever i feel like linnea quigley's in it in an early role and also it stars vanna white shut up from the wheel of fortune shut up i'm in yeah (laughs) yeah it's uh it's one of those off-brand slashers you know what i mean you had your franchises and then you had the one-offs that tried that was one of them it's a one-off that tried so i'm thinking like yeah football with a sword attached the silent night daily night to the umbrella oh yeah the, the kebab from happy birthday to me oh you know, just like simple, but just so weird. Just bananas. Has it's... anyone ever been killed with the ba- bananas? <laughs> Slash. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Wasn't someone killed with a corn cob in uh, oh. the pe- People Under the Stairs? Yeah, or... I... No. Oh, what was that? The other one. There's the. I get. What do I get? People Under the Stairs confused with um, the other Wes Craven. Ugh. <laughs> the other Wes Craven. <laughs> <laughs> he only made the two films. Um, My Soul to Take. <laughs> People under the stairs. Cursed. <laughs> fuck, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to come back to it. Red Eye, my other favorite Wes Craven. <laughs> oh my god, I just watched that for the first time recently. Oh, I've never seen it. How was it? 
It's uh, it's something. Are I you... mean, I I like Rachel McAdams a lot. So oh, she's great. I, I was in it, and she really commits. At any point, is it a crossover with Flight Plan, and Jodie Foster just falls out of an over the top <laughs> um, oh. above head cabinet? <laughs> I wish. Well, now, now that you put that idea in my head. <laughs> No, People Under the Stairs is Wes Craven, but there's another, like, Stephen King movie that I get it confused with, right? Oh. People Under the Stairs is People Wes Craven? The... Yeah. yeah. Wait. What's Stephen King? I don't know. The Langoliers? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, the... I always get them confused. Oh, the no. The Tommyknockers? <laughs> Sleepwalkers? Sleepwalkers. Really? Yes. I was always I right? Those, I always oh. get those two confused. I, I did a good so. job. I think it's Sleepwalkers. I don't know. Who cares? They're both terrible. But the, <laughs> the point of all that bullshit was... <laughs> was the corn cob? Was, doesn't somebody get killed with a corn cob in one of those? It sounds no right. No vegetables, no dessert. That's the <laughs> And then she grabs it with a corn cob, right? Did I dream that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let you continue to monologue about this. <laughs> I maybe it was Sleepwalkers, but I get it confused because they're all about people. <laughs> I feel like this is your... I get all my movies that are about people confused. This is your American Horror Story limbo where you're just trying to work out. <laughs> I'm in the sunken place. Watch, work out what movie someone gets killed with a corn cob. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I made some good career choices. <laughs> right? Sleepwalkers? I mean, you know what? Here's the thing is, all I'm going to keep saying is one title or the other. And then is that it? Like, uh, it? I'm not I'm not moving forward at all. <laughs> I'm just stuck in this loop. I think it was I'm just popcorn. gonna, I'm just gonna watch and eat my popcorn. Yeah, <laughs> just eat your green beans. Yeah, on the floor <laughs> as I'm vacuuming them up. I don't know why I get them both confused. <laughs> oh my god, I'm repeating myself. Sleepwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> Is it sleepwalkers? <laughs> There's a corn cow. <laughs> Man, I am gonna be trying to sleep tonight, and I'm just gonna be sleepwalking. Yeah, just under the stairs, sitting up in bed. Sleepwalking. <laughs> That's it, sleep right? Walking? What is it? <laughs> the people under the stairs? They are both have people in them. Oh my god. Oh, Stacy so Ponder your was question about never a banana, seen again. No. Oh, I really? <laughs> I'm like at the end of like an old EC comics or like <laughs> this is totally the end of a Lovecraft story where it's like all she she was just in a room her hair turned white and she was just saying sleepwalking over and over again <laughs> all for the answer of no banana no banana <laughs> that I know of but I do know about a corn cob. <laughs> Do you though? <laughs> but do I? <laughs> oh my God! Hell! I'm gonna have to watch both of those to find out. 
I, I think you're going to have to, and I think you're going to have to live cast it as you yeah. do it. <laughs> oh, there's the corn cob! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what, if, what if they both have corn cobs? Oh, that would really blow my mind. Corn cobception. Corn <laughs> cobception! <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was quite a journey that went nowhere. It truly was a, a loop <laughs> upon we itself. Did, we did solve the banana mystery. The banana mystery is solved, so everyone can rest well. No! Um, oh, no, she didn't get killed with a banana. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> no! <laughs> Wait! I'm, like, jumping in front of the bullet. <laughs> but it's just a slow-moving banana flying through the air. <laughs> I'm like, no, that was annoying. You ruined my shirt. <laughs> I was thinking of Friday the 13th Part 4, but she doesn't get killed with a banana. She just squeezes one as she dies. Oh, that is similar, though. Yeah. So there was a banana involved. That's all I'm asking for. It's just more, <laughs> yeah. more bananas in in <laughs> horror films. Surely someone slipped on one or something. I don't know. I'm not going to think about it anymore. I have enough to think about with the corn cob. They might have slipped on a corn cob instead. <laughs> it's true. You don't know. Boy, wouldn't that be something? That'd be a twist. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just defeated one of the three mothers. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Oh, oh my. Oh, oh. coming back oh. to reality. Yeah, Ooh, coming down. Coming down. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wes Craven? <laughs> I don't think he did sleepwalkers. Oh my god, shut up! <laughs> Is this. Are you talking to a Gollum version of yourself <laughs> in a mirror? <laughs> Is this that is some Gollum shit! I don't know what's happening! I can't control myself! Leave now! Another return! <laughs> fat, fat corn cobs! It's like, I've got some kind of corn cob Tourette's where it just keeps coming out. I don't need it to. I'm so sorry we have to diagnose you with a mere form of (laughs) corn cob Tourette's, Stacey, Madam Ponder, um, Mother Stesorium. We're very, we're very sorry to let you know. Uh, Many treatments options available, like uh, bananas. um, (laughs) And a touch of the Stasarias. A touch of the Stasarias. This is what Stasaria is like. It just... <laughs> it's just that just... endless corncob banana loop. <laughs> corncob sleepwalkers. Banana corncob sleepwalkers. Banana corncob sleepwalkers. Like, what if I'm a broken robot or something? This could be how you find out. And this how... is how I find out about the Matrix. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it happens. I don't know. I don't, For some, you know it's a... I've only seen The Matrix once, and it was a long time ago. Oh, I was hoping you hadn't seen The Matrix, and this could be like another <laughs> Forrest Gump. It's all robots, right? Whereas, why don't these people know how to use phones? <laughs> no one's gone to the bathroom. <laughs> Holy shit. I just spent ten minutes talking about corn cobs. 
Hey, if we are all in the Matrix, why would we go to the bathroom? That's true. See? Man, that re- I'm going to let that sink in. That really <laughs> makes me think. In a bathroom context, though, that's kind of disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Imodium. Let that yeah. sink in. <laughs> and other unsuccessful jingles. Yeah. <coughs> ah, whew, well, are you better say something you're thankful for so I can think about something else? Well, I'm thankful for corn cobs, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, that's not helping! <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, just off the top of my list here, I'm going to start from the bottom of my list. <laughs> I am thankful for not shitty horror fandom. Um, oh. I was really impressed to see that uh, Fright Rags, which is a horror merchandise like t-shirt manufacturer that I own many articles of clothing from. Um, I was really excited to see them come out on Instagram and shade the upcoming Child's Play remake. Really? And it wasn't in terms, like, they shared, you know, the picture of the buddy, the new, how it's not a good guy, now it's a buddy doll, but it's like a, B- a B-U-D-D-I, because it's like Ikea Chucky. Ew! Yeah, which I would love it if it, if it, if they reapplied Child's Play, but through the lens of Ikea, that's a great movie to make, but not this Child's Play remake. No. Um. So it could have, this could have just been them, like... Like many other horror fans who I've seen on social media uh, sharing this image and saying like, oh, I can't wait for the child's play, but buddy, really? Unlike that, Fright Rags issue wasn't just the buddy thing, but was the fact that like, and they wrote this whole caption about how it's like, seems really bizarre because Don Mancini is still creating the franchise and is still working on pitching the TV show. And they were like uplifting and speaking out for a queer filmmaker and his intellectual property nice so i was really impressed because i feel like 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 fright rags seems kind of dude centric in terms of their marketing and stuff like that and and um it, it seems like that same sort of dude horror fandom also you know loves things like the new halloween doesn't like suspiria doesn't understand why we need depth in horror films and why we can have more explorations of like of actual social topics and things like feminism a lot of people are just in it for the gore um mm-hmm. and so i was really impressed by that so i want to say thank you fright rags and thank you all you horror nerds out there that are that are kind of speaking out on on behalf of what's right aka chucky and tiffany <laughs> <laughs> who really i am cool. who i am also thankful for absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah Phew. i should be thankful for this podcast because otherwise who knows when i would have watched those right and now you can celebrate Thanksgiving like truly thankful for once. <laughs> Finally. Finally, you got something. Yeah. I got something. <laughs> I mean, I have watched a bunch of stuff for this show that I haven't, that I would have put off indefinitely. So, you know, that's good. Like, I, I, I'm thankful for that. Like Blood Rage. Like, like Blood Child's Rage play. and Child's Play and um, the the remake of The Haunting. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Duh, that's number one. <laughs> oh, that's what I noticed. I forgot to talk about this, but I love that Mother of Tears also had a CGI ghost face slash hands coming through a door, just like yeah. the Haunting remake. Yep. So I'm like, I want to see that shared universe spinoff. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, it's the same thing with the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, too. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I still have not seen, but I've, I've heard it's so beyond atrocious that... I'm going to talk about it later. Oh, really? Episode. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Something to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wes Craven movie, you know, the original. Oh, I hadn't. I have. Have you? Have you? Have you ever seen it? <laughs> I don't know. Have you? <laughs> Maybe it was Sleepwalkers. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. What you thankful for, Staysorium? Um, I well, this kind of ties into Blood Rage a little bit. Is that I wrote down that I am thankful for low budget charmers of old. Yes, yes, yes. Films yes. like <clears throat> Nailgun Massacre um don't go in the woods alone these movies that like somebody just had to make it you know they're not really good it's like uh don't go in the woods alone or is it nail nail gun massacre oh god another battle ensues in my mind (laughs) (laughs) no i believe it's nail gun massacre they had like an actor didn't show up or something so like the director's grandmother stood in for an actor playing oh like a, a clerk in a store because I think it was her store. Oh and she's God. just clearly reading her lines off of a script. And the Howard. lines are terrible anyway, <laughs> you know. But I just, I love those movies versus, there's something about them versus, I don't know, there's a, probably more low budget horror films today than ever because technology is so accessible. Oh, and and technically, you know, all those Blumhouse films are low budget, but uh, but it's a very different um, filmmaking style nowadays. Yeah, I just I don't know when I see some really low, really low, low budget now, I just honestly tend to pass it by. Like, yeah, the, like the backyard movies, I guess it's just because I, I don't. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. There's only yeah. so many hours in a day, you know. Yeah, I, I'm actually kind of a jerk in that I, I need high production values on a lot of stuff. Or yeah. or I need just enough, like with Blood Rage, I need enough of a bizarre bent that I'm in, you know? Right, yeah. Yeah, it's the old stuff has that charm to it that yeah. I love. Because it was just, it must have been difficult. It must have cost a lot of money just because, you know, film cost money and these sort of things. But they just had to tell this, they had to make a slasher movie. It's got to get made. It's got to get made. Yeah. I don't know. So I love Don't Go in the Woods Alone. Have you ever seen that one? No, this is another one I need to see. But I actually, I think (laughs) we have it. I think we have it. It's pretty entertaining. It's like people in the woods, but it's just random people in the woods. Like there's a hiker in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there's a hiker on roller skates. And because they they couldn't make the call for the roller rink scene in the other movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so they talk about like there being a train and it's like, but you're in the middle of the woods. Like there's no trains. (laughs) It's just it's one of those crazy slashers that like doesn't like who are these characters you know is it just is it disconnected vignettes of strangers going into the woods alone kind of basically (laughs) not purposefully but like there's this woman painting out in the woods and she's like really cool and wearing mirrored aviator glasses and then they show her canvas and she's not at all painting like what's in front of her (laughs) it's a stick figure yeah it's so good it's that's great it's really fun it's really fun oh i'm gonna check it out yeah 
So. Yeah, God bless those classics. And then, you know, those low budget things are also easily accessed and then become um, sort of pioneering films for future filmmakers to draw from. And it's true. Give some influence. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that David Gordon Green didn't direct Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? Me too. That is number one. If I have to only have one thing on the list, it's that. So what I didn't realize is that Luca... Luca, who I'm on a first name basis with, we all know this, Ugh. because I don't know how to say his last name. Um, Luca originally optioned the film like 10 years ago and offered it to David Gordon Green, which I did not realize that he did that. Um, so clearly, clearly people see something in this guy. I don't know why, but I'm so grateful that Luca was like, never mind, I'm going to make it super gay. <laughs> well, maybe based off of his early films, right? Because they were more dramas. That's what I hear, but I've only seen Pineapple Express and Your Highness. So yeah, yeah. I've only seen the stoner oeuvre. <laughs> um, <laughs> the stoner years. Yeah. So I'm grateful that that did not happen. Heck yeah. On the same note, um, if I am thankful for one... Oh, I said grateful, not thankful. And now I've just I've just voided the entire episode. There goes the theme. Yeah. <laughs> it's Great. not Thanksgiving anymore. <laughs> Um, on that note, one thing that I am thankful for with the new Halloween, H4O, if you will, mm. is that it was, um, the highest box office opening for a horror film rated R, but starring a woman over 50, mm. um, which I, I feel like that could go to a better film, but <laughs> I'm grateful that this, this milestone was achieved and I'm tying this into my hopeful, uh, my hope for future thankfulness, wherein because of that success, I am hoping that this starts a chain reaction of other reboots that I want to see or other, because I'm like, make another Nightmare on Elm Street, but with Robert England, make another Friday the 13th that isn't like a Freddy versus Jason. Just bring back a Friday the 13th sequel. I would love to see that. Um, right. You hope that's the kind of thing they take away from it rather than just people want to see people get killed. Yeah. I'm like, bring back the OGs is what I want yeah. to that. end. to a woman over 50, I'm really hopeful that they see the success of H4O and they finally green light and or re green light. I could, I should say, because it was greenlit. I want to see them actually make Alien 5 bringing back Sigourney Weaver and bringing back um, Hicks and, and, and new and all of them. Mm. Um, the one that Neil Blomkamp was like talking about making for so long and was going to happen until alien covenant got greenlit. And then they just shelved alien five indefinitely. Hmm. But I'm like, come on, I want to see my direct sequel to aliens that ignores everything else. And I want to see Sigourney in that xenomorph armor. So here's hoping. No, Hey, make it your make a wish wish. It is my make-a-wish wish. Well, there you go. You've got like 25. I've got <laughs> I've got just this one. I like to have backups, just in case. <laughs> They're like, well, Stasorium here, she has <laughs> 75 make-a-wish, but in descending order. <laughs> exactly. Well, I deserve them. You do. Especially <laughs> after the the great corn cobbing of 2018. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> As it all comes rushing back. No, nope, not going to think about it. <laughs> I'm gonna concentrate very hard. 
on not thinking about it. Well, I guess I'll do another thankful. This, okay, well, this one, I'll do two and one. How's that? Oh, okay. I kind of did that. I said one and I had like five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm thankful that my mom got me into horror movies. Your like, mom seems so cool. My mom's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, but she's the reason why I got into horror movies at a young age, you know? God bless For her. sure. Because she was really into the Hammer stuff. She loved Christopher Lee a lot. And she just loved horror movies and just kind of took me along with her. And so I got to see stuff when I was probably too young, but you know, I can handle it, whatever. Yeah. But, but it was one thing when I started like talking about my mom on final girl and like, Oh, she's the one who got me into horror. A lot of other readers said that that was the same for them. Oh, like, like a parent got them into it. And so like, how did you get into horror movies? Did you just pick one up one day? I picked one up and and um and I started g- glowing, <laughs> and, <laughs> and my my hand the the copy burnt into my hand. Um, yeah, no, I I was uh I think it was because I grew up watching um, Beetlejuice every single day, mm. um, and it was like you know kind of more more of a spooky bent, and so I was already really into like I think because I was conditioned by Beetlejuice, I really loved like the Fantastic, um. And then my brother actually came and like, he, he didn't live with us, but he like fell off a cliff. It's this big, long story. And then he came to live with us. And so I was in like third grade and I, I specifically, my like secondary route after that is one night we stayed up watching Beavis and Butthead. And then after was Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh yeah. And we stayed up and watched it. And I went back to school the next day and told the kid, all, all my friends about how I got to stay up super late and watch this scary movie with my brother. And it did scare like the bejesus out of me at the time. Yeah. Um, and, and from there I was hooked, you know, it turned mm-hmm. into me exploring zombie movies and then slashers and yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, another family route. Yeah. It's my brother. Really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my mom would just, like, either give me her old, old, old issues of Famous Monsters of Filmland, like the ones from the 60s. Oh, my Um, God! She would give them to me, yeah. And, like, of course, I bought that and, like, Fangoria and stuff when I was a kid and just... Because my mom's a big movie nut of, like, all kinds of movies, for sure. And that really just got instilled in me that that was a cool thing to do. I love that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, what is it? A mother is someone that can take the place of any others, but that no other can replace. Yep. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And so, like, that was another thing I was thankful for, like, that I mentioned is, like, other Final Girl readers bringing it up. And I'm, like, just thankful for Final Girl readers. That, like, anybody, like, I started that blog just on a whim and just the idea that any, like, I had never written anything for public consumption before that. And just the idea that anybody would read my bullshit and it's just gone on for so long and it's evolved into kind of this podcast and people still read my shit. It's like, I'm just amazed constantly. And as someone who was a teenager in a small town reading your podcast, or... from the future <laughs> yeah <laughs> as someone you know who was a teenager in a small town reading your your final girl blog like uh, i am also thankful for that because <laughs> now i get to do this podcast with you oh that's so nice isn't that yeah, sweet it's just so wild that it was literally just a whim 
You know, the internet was a different place at that time, for sure. It was. There were so many more um, GeoCities websites. <laughs> Angel Fire was huge. Yeah, I had a but, counter. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, blogs were more of a thing then yeah. than they are now, you know? And so, like, I don't know. I'm just constantly amazed and really thankful that I don't know what it's turned into, but it's a thing. And we all have Mama Ponder to thank for this. It's true. When it is, is she gonna be a when is she gonna be a guest who eventually takes over our show and becomes the sole host? <laughs> <laughs> she probably should. <laughs> I should figure out a way to do that. She would love that. I actually interviewed her for um I think it might be on Final Girl. I interviewed her and then one of the years for Shocktober when I did like a tell me your top ten favorite movies, I asked her for hers and she was just tickled. I remember that. Yeah. She yeah. loved doing that. So who knows? Maybe. Maybe a future Mother's Day episode down the line. Oh, hey. That'd be fun. Because, I mean, otherwise, we'll just talk about Suspiria on Mother's Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's true, too. Huh. <laughs> or that or that other movie with the mother and the son. What is it? The People Under the Stairs? Uh, <laughs> I think it was... Um, <laughs> Sleepwalkers? Cor- Corncob Banana? <laughs> <laughs> Sleepwalkers! <laughs> It's just, it's like that scene in Chinatown where she's, sister, mother, sister, mother. <laughs> just... Sleepwalkers. People out of the stairs. Sleepwalkers. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh my gosh. That's wow. beautiful. Well, should we take a reader question? I mean, a oh listener my gosh. question? Yeah. So we have instituted, uh, the institution <laughs> of Gaylords of Darkness has, has instated listener questions. Yay. If you have a question, yes, you listening right now, that you would like to ask us, you can. You can either email us at gaylords at gaylordsofdarkness.com or leave it on any of our social media accounts or the Gaylords Facebook page, whatever you want to do. You could hire an airplane to like spell it out over our homes. Yeah, that could be pricey, but it's worth it. It really would be worth it. The options are limitless, so... Yeah, yeah, let's hear let's hear a question. What do we got? So here's a question via Alex West, who you Hey, all know. I know that person. Yeah, from Faculty of Horror podcast, which you should watch. And she's a terrific writer in her own right. She's written like I think two books at this point, but contributed to others. She's just Hell yeah. All, she's all over the place. She's a machine. She's so. amazing. Also a um foremost uh conspirator in in promoting Suspiria along with us and how it's the, the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we like her and we like her question, which is what horror film would you like to see receive a radical remake a la Suspiria? Oh, that is such a good question and like so hard for me. So yeah. hard. Well, I've got some ideas. Yeah, go for it. First of all, obviously the other two in the Three Mothers trilogy. <laughs> oh my god! Shit! Shit ass shit! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> like That's obviously. the answer. That is like, the answer. Yeah. Like I want more. I want more. But like can Inferno be called Tenebra? You change the title to Tenebra. And, and then Mother yeah. of Tears will be called Lacrimarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmarmar
so horribly executed. Yeah. So for sure the other two, and I really hope that that happens. Just imagine like uh, the three mothers, like like the Dakota Stan and 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 the three mothers just like marching into Congress and just blowing up everyone's heads. <laughs> oh gosh, that's it my ma- so- that's my matrix. It would be so that's, good. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but you know what I mean. I think so. It's your box of chocolates. It's my. <laughs> It's that chocolate map. Yeah. <laughs> the Three Brothers, another movie that I almost liked but didn't, that I think w- could be done, is another newish one, Contracted. I would oh. like to, I would like to see that written by a woman. And not a rapist? And, yeah. And, is he a rapist? <laughs> the director, uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. He, yeah. It was either him or the director of the second one. I should know this before I just start saying these things. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I'm pretty sure the director of Contracted uh, did some shady shit with a uh, one of it with an actress. I think. <sighs> Eric England. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's a he's a Me Too runaway. Well, then I would definitely like to see. I, I mean, I said it the first time I saw it, which was shortly after it came out, was like, I would love to see what a woman would do with this same story. And definitely, like, it would be even better if it was like a gay woman just because there was like really bad gay content in it. Hell yeah. So, like, it's a really interesting idea, but it just did not work for me. Yeah. But it could be redone and could be really something special, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just some gross ugh, dude making a gross dude movie. Yeah. Yeah. I love yep. that. Yeah. Yep. And I was gonna say Nightmare on Elm Street. That's the time where I talk about it. I think. Oh. I think something could be done with Nightmare on Elm Street, even if you bring back Robert England. I just, for me, the early, like the first one, really works. I see what they were trying to do with the remake. I see what they were trying to do. They did not succeed, but I see what they were trying to do with it. And I think it was all right. And I just think that it could be done better. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It could be scarier. It could be darker. It could be a lot more things. Somebody actually, what did I just saw someone, I can't remember who, but someone was just saying like, oh, you know what I want to see is like the prequel where we actually see Nancy's mom hunting down Freddy. Like... That could be great. Yeah. Yeah. That and uh, Amityville. Amityville was one of the ones I was I have on my list, yeah. Like, let's get some real Amityville going, because Amityville's still, as a series, still continuing on. Uh, did you see the new one with Jennifer Jason Lee and uh No, I did not. I I did not either. It it, it looked it looked weirdly like insidious, but <laughs> Amityville. Yeah. And and then it was in development hell, and then and then post production hell, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but I would just like to see like a serious talk about a Netflix show. Yeah, Give, you know what? I feel all right about it. Give Mike Flanagan Amityville. Let him do it. That would be great. Good. Just, I feel okay with that. It was just family members crying. Yeah, but that's <laughs> but I think that's a a series that would really benefit from that kind of treatment. Yeah, I think it could work for us. I mean, granted, I love the crazy Amityville entries. Dollhouse. I've still never seen Dollhouse. 
Oh, that one God, I've heard I, is bananas. God, I want to. I want to so bad, but yeah. it's so hard to find. Uh, but part four, where it's a possessed floor lamp. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're speaking Which we my need language. You are I, speaking my fucking language with that, but... That actually might be a horror route for me, going back to that, was there was a floor lamp in my sister's room that I was terrified of as a child, and I would have nightmares about this lamp getting around and, like, moving around and, like, casting spells against me and stuff. You're into that. That in the lighthouse you mentioned. It's, it's any light source, I'm terrified. Like, <laughs> this is what I've learned. Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, another Amityville Four: The Evil Escapes might be too much for you. I, don't I know. think it would be. I think I I, I would need a, a, a quaalude. Before but Patty I... Duke is in it. Oh, so... oh, I love Patty Duke. So there you go. The Patty it's... Duke show. Count me in. It's a treat and a half. Let me tell you. But I could do with some serious Amityville. Yeah, I I read the book. I reread the book not too oh, long yeah. ago, and and it is hilarious how. I, I mean, the movie, the original is just a classic, but it is hilarious how different it is. Um, and also, like, there's the shading, just the shadiness of the Lutzes. If you could figure out a way to to kind of look at how shady George Lutz really was while making a haunted house story, while questioning reality and his claims, it could be really interesting. Yeah. Well, there you go. Those are my suggestions. Wow. So I've got a lot to follow up there, because... <laughs> because i would i got we got this question and i was staring at my media just shelf just like what the hell would and i'm like near dark no i love near dark um the haunting oh wait they already did that and i was like um (laughs) suspiria oh wait they already did that um (laughs) superstition no it's perfect as it is so what i actually settled on besides amyville was one of the ones i was thinking also you know the the correct answer is clearly the three mothers um but actually what I would like to see redone, um, and this is kind of silly, and, and it's actually something that has been in talks, but I don't know if they're still producing it anymore, is I would like to see a new spin on the craft. Um, I kind of thought of that. Because I love, I love the craft so much. I It is very close to my soul. Um, I don't like the direction the movie takes in the ending because the whole first part of the movie is like oh my god these are really these women are all great friends with each other and they're all helping each other's lives Mm -hmm. um and then it kind of turns into like that witch war thing and then they're just like jealous depowered friends in the end and nancy's crazy and you know yeah uh, and and I still love the movie exactly as it is, but like I'd like to see a new, little bit more feminist, a little bit more witchy spin on it, especially with all this great witch media coming out, like The Witch and Suspiria and Lords of Salem. Like I want to see a new take on it. I agree with that. I yeah. thought about putting it down. Yeah, I I just I love the craft and I want more of it. And so they were talking about doing a a reboot, but it would like pick up where maybe robin tooney is like running the witch shop now or something hmm. um and lee jeniak who was direct who directed honeymoon which is a great movie um she was going to direct it but i haven't heard anything about that for like a year or two i feel like so so yeah get back on it i want to see a new the craft perfect i agree good yeah. answer we've spoken 
The gay lords have spoken. The gay lords have spoken. Shake and bake has been attained. (laughs) Corn cobs for all. (laughs) Oh, no. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! Oh Oh my my god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, 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 ha.